Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new year. Uh, welcome to Jessica Payne Live. I am your host, Jessica Payne. And here on the show, we always talk about how real is greater than perfect. It is so nice to see you all. This is a special time, a special time of my episode. And it's to uh, accommodate uh, a guest I have on today, someone I'm very excited to bring on. Uh, first and foremost, I'll let you come in, get seated virtually, as it were. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the new year. We have so much to cover today. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about everything from Facebook to, uh, you know, creating conversations to uh, turning uh, conversations into conversions. And uh, but also some really cool topics like um, uh, podcasting and, and all around kind of leveraging the power of going live on social media to create really valuable uh, conversations. So uh, welcome back. If you're watching this on the replay, thank you. Uh, and if you're watching this live, we, we, we're, we're going to get started. So uh, hey, Christy, quick shout out to you. And it looks like we've got Alfredo as well. Alfredo, thanks for joining us. I'm going to bring on my amazing guest today. Uh, first and foremost, you may recognize him. Welcome to the show, Dwayne Richards. Hey, Jessica, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me today. So for those of you who may not recognize uh, Dwayne, I was sort of fangirling for a while, following him from afar. A quick bio is you've got so much, uh, so much uh, under your belt. You've got you're a, an author. Uh, you've taught courses on Udemy. You've got your own highly successful podcast, uh, Calm Cafe and live show, which we're going to talk about today. And not only that, I think you've in my mind is you've really established yourself as a, as, a, as an authentic uh, brand uh, yourself, which uh, might be so such a close analysis that, that you've ever thought about it. But um, you come across as someone who is smart, you've got integrity, and uh, maybe it's your Canadian roots. But I'm excited to bring you on the show today because I, I like your style. And I know a lot of people really admire what you do. So thanks for joining us today. Okay, well, thank you. And thank you for the for the nice introduction. It's uh... Uh, I know what the question. Yeah, I'll get. Well, I'll wait to let you get into the questions. I, I love the questions that you've lined up for us to to have a to to talk to today. And uh, yeah, let's get let's get to it. Yeah. Well, uh, of course. So um, I've got a million questions, but I think the first and for foremost one is uh, people would like to probably know where you where you hail from. Uh, you have a really interesting background. You're and I should mention you're not only an author or podcaster, but a financial advisor, and you work with all sorts of clients to help bring them. Um, you know, more financial stability. What really fascinates me is how you've discovered your niche and how you're really owning it. Mm -hmm. And so my first question is what kind of got you into your industry and what inspired you to use social media to help um, promote what you do? Okay. Uh, first and foremost, what got me into the industry for, for years uh, as, a, as a CPA and, C, and CMA accountant, you know, people on LinkedIn were, were actively recruiting me, saying, "Hey, you should you should join our business." Um, and I said, "I never, you know, never say never." I said, "I never want to be a financial advisor. Like I have one, I don't want to be him, and I don't want to sell. <laughs> I don't want to sell. Uh, I don't want to sell insurance." Right. And then, um, and then a, a sequence of events, and here I am four years later, and uh, that's what I do. Uh, but it has a bigger purpose because it goes back to the mission and it, it relates to just not necessarily financial literacy is a, is a buzzword. I don't really like that. The word it's just, uh, right. educating people and, and having them prepared for when life happens. Um, yes. 
and I think I think I sent you a note that uh, life happened to me uh, several times in the course of three to four years. Uh, and even as a financial professional, as an accountant, uh, someone who was you know educated, uh, I wasn't prepared for those life events. And I'm like, wow, if I can't, if I wasn't prepared, what is the average person? You know, what are the chances that they are? So let me take my life experiences and and get um, licensed so I can do it the correct way, which is as a licensed financial advisor, to then be on the internet and talking about money and other things and not just be a, a um, no offense to our, our cryptic currency financial experts that have popped up in the last little while, but to actually come up with a real plan of, of how to structure someone's financial well-being. Yeah, I, I, you, you bring so much knowledge. I think finances are on a lot of people's minds right now, mm-hmm. especially here in the United States with mm-hmm. recent developments with taxes and whatnot. But um, um, you strike me as someone who has, uh, you're able to distill down a highly complex subject into bite-sized pieces so that it's understandable. I can imagine people come to you with a full range of experience with finances, whether it's uh, just starting out uh, to to folks probably asking you more um, uh, expert level uh, questions. Uh, and I, I guess that that sparks my next question. It, has that been helpful? Your ability to kind of translate big big ideas or big challenges into smaller pieces has that helped uh, as you kind of on your show or in in your sort of online realm because I, I feel like a lot of people would come to you still maybe seeking the same answers to the same questions or or maybe you're troubleshooting in other areas yeah i think almost sometimes it's, it goes the other way that i and i was guilty of it recently until and even realized it today that too often we or i um we get into offering go right to our product solution and then don't really actually put the plan together so it's it's almost going the other way that to go back up to the big picture to figure out what is, um, for example, if we use um, live video. So for example, right. with, with podcasting and we help people, um, so I did it for myself. So using live video and podcasting as a way to generate leads. Uh, yeah. And first we say, well, where, you know, where are, like, who is your client? Like, who is your prospect? Where are they? Um, What's and then what is the message that you want to share? So it's really taking back to that ten thousand foot level to say, okay, what's that overall message that you want on your sh- in this case on your show uh, or on Com Cafe? And people say, what's Com Cafe? And I'm like, well, we cover a bunch of different things on Com. Oh, it's about four entrepreneurs. Um, we talk about mindset, you know, personal development and professional development. And I have a nice big wide net because I can bring on authors, I can bring on speakers, I can bring on other people to demonstrate to them the power of, you know, Facebook live and podcasting. Um, and then I'll create my own show later, which is be more about the financial, the financial, and then not try and confuse things. So it's, it is a challenge. Um, yeah. Um, we had a quick question from Alfredo and it's, it's slightly skews, but Alfredo, I want to honor your, your question. He's also uh, wondering if you're into LinkedIn groups as well. Is that part of your, uh, network. I think I know the answer to this because I saw you pop up on LinkedIn earlier. But um, yeah. do you use LinkedIn groups much, or is it you know where are you at in the social um, social sphere? I guess Facebook, <laughs> other areas. It's really interesting. Like four years ago, I actually drew out this when I was I did a whole. I'm not going to be an accountant anymore. I'm going to be a social media marketer. 
uh, that didn't last very long, but I, I went back to it. And actually, I drew out this graphic to say, okay, where, like, how does it work? So YouTube, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook groups, just a, a, it's this really nice graphic to understand where all the pieces are. And, yeah. and uh, so I did, so what I have done is in the last four years, I've built up from about 100 LinkedIn um, contacts to about 1900 uh, and did that really organically and like, doing a lot of networking. I've spent a lot of time in Facebook building that up and now kind of shifting back and build and going back to LinkedIn a little bit and actually looking to, to actually creating um, like a podcasting or more of a, a buddy system group. Cause we have the, we talked about the podcast buddies, but it's more about than just podcasting that. Um, so looking now to create a LinkedIn group because there are, I still have a coming from the corporate world. I have a lot of contacts in the corporate world who aren't in Facebook. Surprise, surprise. We're in Facebook tonight, but not everyone loves Facebook. So then I'm like, okay, let me build a, a duplicate some of it in LinkedIn because there's people that are more comfortable as right. LinkedIn as their platform. So it's, it's a balance. So his, the real question is where are, where do your people hang out and hang out there? So if your people are on LinkedIn, then be on LinkedIn. If they're on Facebook, be on Facebook. If it's Instagram, Snapchat, just pick one or two and that's where you should be. And only be there if that's where your clients or your ideal prospect is. So that's a good rule of thumb. You know, um, in, in communications, day one of my freshman year, uh, the, the, the golden rule was know your audience. And I feel like that that rule is never going to change in marketing or whatever. So for all of you sort of following right now and wondering um, where the oppor opportunities are, uh, rather than hyper focus on one channel, um, or a new channel, which tends to be very, very tempting, or even a new modality like going live, for example, Dwayne's got some great advice to say, you know, know where your audience is. So, you know, taking that time to, I think, investigate too. It, for me, I know some certain channels take a little bit longer in terms of finding whether or not your audience is there. Searching LinkedIn can be a bit um, disparate at times versus Facebook might might yield some better results. So, uh, do your homework. It sounds like Dwayne is saying, and 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 uh, try to find where your audience is. But Alfredo, it's I think the the answer to your question is yes. He is in LinkedIn groups, um, and LinkedIn groups I think are improving. There was a time when they they weren't. Um, another question for you, uh, Dwayne, would be, you know, obviously, you've been very successful at at making the shift from. Um, embracing the social media, but then embracing a new area of social media, which is this whole live element. Um, and we can include podcasting in that. What inspired you to do that? And what advice would you give to folks who might be a little nervous about jumping into something so new? Uh, I guess the first answer is having a mentor. So having a mentor to tell you to do it, even though he wasn't necessarily doing it himself. Okay. Um, and he more put out a challenge. So I guess back in, uh, it's been about a year. So I think November, November, December of um, 2016. So let's say December. So in yeah. December, he challenged me to do a Facebook Live a day for 60 days. And I think I did it for probably about 50. I think I missed a few days over Christmas of 20, 2016. I missed a couple of days over Christmas. Um, surprise, surprise, you just don't necessarily do it over Christmas. And, sure. uh, and that really, uh, and seriously, I go back and I, I see some of the original videos I did 
uh, probably three years ago, I did a, a course with um, peak potentials um, or, or new peaks called Train the Trainer. And you came right. back and you're supposed to record seven videos just of yourself in seven days. And I went back and watched those and they're really bad. <laughs> so it's one of those things. Still, but you still did them. You accepted the I, challenge. But And we didn't I, We didn't even, um, at the time, because Facebook Live wasn't really happening. That was four, three, four years ago. Uh, and it wasn't about even publishing them. It was just to record them for yourself and rewatch them and just watch yourself. And that's really hard. That's really hard to watch. It like, can be to, to watch yourself. Um, and then once you get into the flow of it, you just do it. And I had, I had some colleagues that you know, jokingly teased me because I was like some days I was doing two or three lives in a day. And they're like, man, every time I turn on Facebook, you're there. Um, so it's a, it's a good way uh, to... A, we say, if you want to be a speaker, the best way to become a speaker is to speak. So everyone wants to be on someone else's stage or go be a speaker at a meetup or a different event. So you say, well, just create your own audience. So Facebook Lives and podcasting, we recommend to our clients, is a great way to become a better speaker. Doing this, uh, improv like really that's what Facebook, I find I have more fun doing Facebook Lives because you just go with the flow. I find sometimes doing a recorded podcast harder because you're trying to be perfect. And I love what I, yours is like. I love I this. Like, agree more. Be real before perfect. Like, I don't, you know, you don't have to cut it. You don't, you can yeah. just go with the flow. It's, you, you hit on so many things that I love. Um, that you Spot on. I love how you capture that improv. It's sort of like you kind of have to, you can only prepare so much which I over-prepare, which is another reason I like live is the fact that once you're live, you're live. You kind of have to give it up to what's happening and you sort of have to leave it all on the field. And I've had lives that have cut out. I've had lives where you can't hear me the entire time, where the other person uh, started to host and it just mm -hmm. helped me out and I came back on. Um, so, yeah, there is a craziness to this live element that, it sounds like you just jumped, you, but you, it sounds like you just jumped right into it. And, um, and so I guess I would encourage others kind of a little, a little nervous about it. There's a, there's a way of having to just let everything go in live. It's just, just do it. It sounds like what you're saying. Just do yeah. it. Just try yeah. it. Yeah. And then, um, as I did, I'm just about finished reading, uh, Mel Robbins book, you know, the five second rule. So mm -hmm. someone's, and the, and the cool thing is now with Facebook, like we love be live but you don't have to use BeLive. Like Facebook it, itself has yeah. built up his own stuff. So um, you can do Facebook Lives inside of Facebook Live. And just, it's it's if people don't know the five-second rule, it's just five, four, three, two, one, hit the live button and you just start talking. <laughs> and yeah. you just, and then the really cool thing is, is when you do it, it's like it used to say, hey, it's just you and I having a conversation. Like Alfredo and other people are technically just eavesdropping on our conversation, but we make it public. Yeah. So really have the conversation to the camera to say, I'm just having the conversation with the camera and I'm talking to one person. Yeah. And then if you if you make a connection with one person, because sometimes people obsess, I have a lot of you guys here that obsess about views and numbers and I'm like, I don't care about, I, it's nice, to, it's nice to, to see that someone's watched it, but. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. It's, uh, I see that a lot from folks who contribute regularly on YouTube. They're really hyper focused on numbers. And to be fair, that this is a great place to just do my my PSA. We're all here to generate whatever it is we're to generate. Brand awareness, followers for our cause, 
sales revenue, whatever. But what I'm learning is, um, is that at the end of the day, it comes down to the quality of your conversation. So, and again, it's that live element. I think people are way too busy, especially on social media. They got a social media to veg or to check in, but it's certainly not to, um, to buy products. So what I've learned and what I've heard other experts say is, um, you know, spend your time trying to create value and just what that comes down to more, more often than not is just really solid, real conversations. And that was the, and that was the, that was kind of, is the premise around communications for results or, or calm cafe. Yeah. Uh, so it's calm cafe, but our company was, is communications for results. And it's about having conversations on different platforms, but with a desired outcome. So, but identifying up front, what is your desired outcome? So for example, like if, if, if you got a minute, I'll explain like, yeah. my concept of my, when, when you come on my show, it's a little bit different because it's a, we, we have a desired outcome. So what do we want to achieve? We establish that I have like one or two starting questions. And then we just have a conversation that based on your answers to the first and second question, uh, that's where the conversation goes. Um, so it, it freaks some people out because they, they want a, a whole, like some people haven't come on my show because they want a list of like the 10 questions I'm going to ask them. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to ask you yet because I don't know how you're going to answer the first question. Um, depends what I, how I feel. depends how you feel. Like it's, it, it, it freaks people out because they really want to have control over where the conversation is going to go. And I'm like, but that's not really a conversation. That's me interviewing you or interrogating you. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it, it, knowing the difference between when an interview is appropriate, like if you're an expert on Bloomberg versus what yeah. really should be expected in a Facebook Live. People want to see, pe people will tune into CNN to watch CNN. They, they, what they expect on Facebook Live is uh, a casual conversation, just like you were saying, people yeah. sort of eavesdropping. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if it's a training, it's a different, like if we're, if I, if I advertise that, hey, I'm going to have a training. But people don't want to like, get trained by me. They want to know who I, like, what, you know, why, you know, what makes me, what makes me get out of bed in the morning? Like what makes, what makes us tick? Why I'm good at what I do? Because I care. Um, different things like that. It's, but it's, it's, and Facebook is, and I think a lot of people are, get turned off by the other piece. So it's really being like, figure out what you want, own your brand and, and then just build it. Yeah. One thing I've noticed in terms of folks that I enjoy watching is um, people are very generous uh, in, in live streaming. It's something I, I haven't necessarily seen on other social media channels, but there's something really interesting happening with Facebook Live, I think. And maybe it's because a lot of folks embracing it are coaches or experts in a certain field. And they kind of you can tell the ones that understand live is a little bit more about an exchange of knowledge. People are incredibly generous. I've just asked flat out questions and on any other platform, I think folks may have held that information, but people are more than generous with, with, with information. And that's something that I can really only say I've experienced every now and then you get a YouTuber who's really generous with their time. Like Roberto Blake comes to mind. He's, he's incredible with his communities and even on his comments on YouTube. He'll answer it like almost every single question with a thoughtful response. But something really cool I think is happening with Facebook Lives. And maybe it's because these conversations are real time, the quality is there. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed the same thing. Yeah. Like I, I was in, I was on, I come in one of um, Joel, uh, Joel Combs 
uh-huh. one of his groups. And that's where I learned about Be Live. And, and, and he shares like a lot of stuff in his, in his different groups as well. But, uh, it's pretty amazing that the content that, yeah, the content that the guys that really, they aren't, you know, it's not the scarcity mindset. There's like, I'm going to share so much good stuff that you're going to buy my program from me later because you're like, if this is what I give away for free, imagine what's behind the curtain. Right. And a lot of times behind the curtain is exactly what they shared. It's just that then you can watch it at, watch it at your own pace. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. It's sort of like our, and it's our responsibility too, I think as hosts of Facebook live, if you know, do exactly what you say you're going to do in the show. Um, you can totally be transparent if you're tr- if you're running a promotion or whatnot. I think people people are smart. They're going to understand that you have a purpose to being here. But it sounds like, um, you know, ma- make keep your promises <laughs> that you make, and uh, and and value is is kind of the the thing to shoot for. Um, we kind of touched on it, but I'm curious: is there a positive trend you're seeing right now in terms of whether it's podcasting or or live content in general? Um, I think that's part of what you just said is that a lot of that more coaches are using it so that people can learn about who they are and get a taste for what they offer before you have to buy. Right. So I have a number of, a number of colleagues here in the, in the Toronto area that are you are embracing, um, and doing more, it's still marketing in some cases. So it's, it's, it's face doing Facebook lives to help promote. For example, we, we do, I bring authors onto my show. So we bring authors out because they, Hey, someone's just come out with a brand new book and guess what? You've written a book, but someone's like, no one still knows, doesn't know who you are. So then come on to the Facebook live and have a conversation about what your book is about. And then we can put a link to where people can get your book, but it's, it's showing again, showing people that you have that. You still have to market your business, and if your business is a book, a course, a workshop, a seminar, um, that Facebook Lives are a good way of doing your own marketing. Yeah, I think especially so, as as people are a little bit more sensitive to being marketed too, everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, but so there, you're still there's still a marketing piece, but you're starting to like share a story. So I can I can you know I could share like key points from you know a chapter of my book. Or I can I can I can share a key point to what an upcoming workshop is, so someone doesn't come to the workshop. If I just sold you on the workshop and you come and you take my workshop and then you're disappointed, you're not really happy. If you right. if I present to you ahead of time, okay, this is the concept of the workshop, and now I've at least shared the outline of the workshop with you, and then you come, chances are that you're you're more you're going to be happier because you've you have a better knowledge of what you're you're buying as opposed to just sending you a, uh, a script or a copy, you know, email copy. Yeah. And you touch on something really interesting. That's, I guess it's, it's one of the positive trends, if I will, that I, that I'm noticing is there's a lot of forgiveness, especially the more transparent and genuine you are in your business. And I think having regular live conversations where people know that Dwayne's a really solid guy, he's not only an expert in what he does, um, but, but I can trust him. It's that whole thing around trust. It's sort of like, if you make a mistake or let's say that webinar wasn't hot or um, your launch was a little clunky or maybe it, folks were just a little underwhelmed for, for whatever reason, I feel like uh, there's as long as you're transparent and your, your goal is to deliver value. And like, like you're pointing out, like 
go the extra mile to to reconnect with people. I feel like there's a lot of forgiveness. People just want again, people just want that value, but um, it's it's like the most important piece. But I feel like I'm seeing a lot more forgiveness on social media, specifically when people feel they can trust that person. They're more authentic. Yeah, and I think it's it's a, it's a balance because I know like in my early days. Um, I kind of had like random backgrounds. So you're doing a Facebook. Yeah, I love your background. You're, it's very professional. It's, it's calm. It's not distracting. I like, have like crazy backgrounds. And then I was like, no, you should have it more professional so that it's like not distracting. So different things like that, that again, and that's kind of what we do with, you know, podcast buddies, but also with Facebook lives is, is it be real before perfect, but still as you grow, then you start to sort of say, okay, I'm, you know, I went and got a better light so that, you know, I have better lighting so that it looks better. Um, but also people know, like you said, like my, my show is generally pretty, it's pretty authentic. So it, it is me. Like some days it, you know, I'm, I used to do stuff like first thing in the morning and guess what? I didn't necessarily brush my hair today. Um, that's just, that's, and sometimes I invite guests on and they're like, oh, I can't come on. You know, I haven't, um, you know, I don't have my makeup done yet. And so I always am respectful of my female guests. To right. Say, like, it's a big deal. It is yeah. a big deal. But, and I, but again, it also goes to that brand uh, and brand is, uh, you're the brand new person. Brand is, is important. Um, so sometimes it's okay. What do you try to do too many times? So that's why if we go back to podcasting, we sometimes introduce people to podcasting first because podcasting, I just need the audio. So I don't need lighting. I don't need to worry about the video. Um, the quality that I can just I can shoot a podcast on my phone and just have the audio and start that way if people are trying to figure out how do I how do I get started there's different ways of of getting started I actually started first with 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 Facebook lives because it was in my sense it was easier because I just pulled out the phone and hit the hit the go live button and I didn't have to do any editing you just go live yeah Alfredo is touching on on the 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 reality real is greater than perfect of live streaming. He said uh, video has its quirks, but technology will fail, and we expect that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Alfredo. Yeah, and then it's just it's also it's no different than like we were back. I don't know if people remember uh, maybe two years ago there was there was Blab, so Blab was going to be the next yeah. thing, right? So and and a lot of people like built their shows like like the radio shows on Blab, on the Blab platform, and then. Right. It went away and they're like, wait a second, I just built my whole platform on, guess what? Rented, not even rented. It was like free real estate. Uh, and even Facebook, like we're, this is, this isn't even rented. This is free real yeah. estate that, yeah. and then, uh, so I, squatters. <laughs> yeah, I love it when, um, my colleagues are, I, I'm on Facebook and people are posting that's like, Hey, just say hi. If you can see this, you know, Facebook changed their algorithm again. You know, say hi just so I know that someone's watching. Yeah, and I see that all the time. You used to do that. You don't do that anymore, do you? No, no, I I see that all the time. I've never responded to one. I'm a little. Okay. You don't do that personally, do you? Like, it's okay if you do, but I, it's a kind of a not a pet peeve. I'm just like, so actually, so here's a quick trick. So here's about using Facebook. So I posted yesterday or Monday, Sunday, Monday. It was track of the days. Uh, I posted a thing saying, hey, I have this new strategy where I convert prospects to clients on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing a, a Zoom call later this month. So here, I'll, I'll offer it to you. If, anyone, if, you're, if anyone's watching, if they want to join it. Uh, so I'm doing this Zoom call later this month. Just message me to say, yes, I want in. 
if uh, and specifically for those people that are whining about Facebook changing their algorithm again. Perfect for those people. And I got like 30 people saying, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. It's like the next, everyone wants to know, okay, what's the next secret to cracking the Facebook code? Uh, guess what? There is no secret. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get, so the training is going to be how to use, how to use Facebook Live to, to do it, right? To just use Facebook Live and just be real. And then actually, how to use Facebook Live and then bring on guests and then leveraging other people's, just like what we're doing today. So right. you brought me on, I posted on my page, you posted me on your page. So we're leveraging each other's networks and therefore we just doubled our, our reach tonight by bringing on a guest. So Absolutely. We didn't, we didn't necessarily, we didn't post something and, and it's because people are still using the, you know, the, you're the marketing person. Um, you know, the post and pray or pay and pray. So I'm going to, I'm going to create a Facebook ad. And if I pay for the Facebook ad, I will get traction because I've paid Facebook to promote it for me. And they will deliver. Yeah. yeah. But it's the people that have posted and prayed to say, I'm going to create this post. I don't want to pay for it. I've never actually, I've never paid for Facebook ads yet today. Wow. It's all been just word of mouth, huh? Yeah. Just, just leveraging, like leveraging other people. Uh, and then, so then, uh, you just bring people on and then, so then and we do it a little bit, but I don't like it too much where some people are, are also trying to manipulate the Facebook machines in their, in their lives to say, Hey, if you hear me type a two, you know, if you do this, because again, it's wanting yeah. all of the, I get it. You want the engagement, you want the likes and stuff, but then you're like, but it's not a, it's not a real it's a, not a real conversation because you're just trying to you're trying to fool the Facebook algorithms again. And it's wicked uh, annoying. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, people forget that 1999 tactics don't work on social media. Uh, so yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. You touched on something um, that I think is a good trend that's happening right now, and it's this creative collaboration. I guess. You could call it good old fashioned networking, but it's so instead of like trying to manipulate the algorithm, just be cognizant of what the algorithm likes. Facebook likes when you keep people on Facebook. Um, what I have found in terms of good old fashioned networking is um, finding other kindred spirits who happen to have a network that's similar to yours or touching your industry. Bring them on the show. But if I think if you come from an organic place where that's all genuine and the person like you're an expert in podcasting and live and just a, a solid, uh, not a, just an expert, but a solid human being. So it's like you're you're going to resonate with with folks who, frankly, expect authenticity, which is sort of my banner mm-hmm. uh, tone. They expect people to come on and be real. And that's why we're we're letting people know where they can find out more about you. But this is certainly it's not an infomercial. Um, yeah, and it is know. real. So these are my these are my you know books that I read and my girlfriend and hers. And, uh, yeah. But uh, someone said, "Hey, is that a re- are those real books?" I'm like, "Yeah, they're are real books." You know, it's uh, yeah. There's, it's not like smoke and mirrors, but I think you know you you hit on something. People are really cynical and skeptical right now, and um, so it's like it's much more responsibility for us to really really just not only say we're going to be authentic, but just be real. But I'm glad you pointed out those are your real books back there. Because I was wondering, I was like, you know, I'm kidding. Um, you you touched on it a little bit, um, but can you tell us a little bit more about podcast buddies? 
just yeah. in case folks are uh, interested in that. Wonderful. Yeah, so it's uh, the name was kind of fun because we had, we had something else that was like how to do something or other, and then we're like, oh, that doesn't really. So the whole idea about podcast buddies was it was like a workout buddy. So do you do you go to the mm-hmm. gym at all? Do you go to the gym? Uh, I don't go to it. I have a track I run around. It's a local track, but okay. um, but generally, but I get go, but I get the buddy system for yeah. sure. Well, it's a buddy system. So hey, when you go swimming, don't go swimming by yourself. To have a buddy, you know, don't go. You know, if you go to the gym, you know, you we work out better if you have a, a buddy. So it was about podcasting, and the whole idea was a buddy system. So we we actually call it you know podcast buddy. You know, uh, we uh, lift each. You know, I forget I forget my own tagline. Uh, lifting each up, lifting each up, lifting each other up. You know, the fact that so in our community, when someone has a new podcast, they post it yeah. in the group and then people share it and we listen to it and and then just encouraging. So then we have the free group where we put some basic stuff to say why podcast. So, hey, Gary Vanderchuk, everyone loves Gary Vanderchuk. He's like, hey, if you're if you're B2B, you should be podcasting because you should be your own digital marketing company. Yeah. And for some reason, because Gary Vanderchuk said it, then everyone wants to podcast. Perfect. Uh, but guess what? He doesn't actually help you podcast. He just tells you to podcast. Right. Uh, and then we just said, okay, well, you know, there's different types of podcasts and there's different, you know, there's all these different scenarios. And then if people go to Google, I, I like Google just like the other, like the next person, but it can be very confusing, very clouded and very just people just don't know what, don't know where to go. So we said, well, let's create a group. And then back in January, so a year ago, we actually ran our first workshop. We actually had six people come out and we sold it and we hadn't even created it yet. I'll tell you my secret. We hadn't even created it yet. We're like, we're going to teach people how to podcast. And six people came and six people bought and they're like, great. We want to, I'm like, oh crap. We, uh, we got to, so we created it after we saw there was a demand for it. And then Mm -hmm. in 2017, we built on it. So then by the end of last year or the beginning of this year, we now have sort of the, the new version or, or podcast buddies 2.0, which now we actually know what we're doing. Uh, we have some, we have a number of successful clients who have um, published a number of their own episodes and, and they are running on their own. And then we went back and we relaunched our, our we reset our goal for 27, 2018, which is to say we want to help 300 people launch their podcast in 2018. And, very cool. And the cool thing is, so we actually, have a, I have a client who's actually starting his very first episode. He just started like a week ago. And he's, he's doing his very first episode tomorrow. And he's just using Facebook Live. Beautiful. And then That's we're going to, after it, we're going to show him how to download it and, and do whatever he needs to do with it to get it up, you know, put it on a host site and get it to iTunes. But we're like, we don't care about doing all that right now. Just shoot some episodes. And once you have some content, then we'll show you how to do step one. And he's super excited. He called me just before the show and he's like, okay, I, I, I'm doing my first interview. And, uh, and he has like, he's getting really, he's got like 300 views on his, on his Facebook lives already. And That's he's right. super authentic. It's, um, it's like yeah. my, uh, Mike Kent, it's uh, forged by the fire. He has actually recording his Facebook lives in his furnace room. So in the background is, oh the furnace, is his furnace. It's really cool. And it's, cool. he has some like amazing stories. He's, he's, made big changes for himself and he's like this is the only place i get away from the kids and, and not be interrupted so i go down to the furnace room and behind now what he's doing his other show it's it's he's got a better background when he's doing his okay. his podcast but he was doing facebook lives in the in the furnace room and just and that's where people can just make it your own like just make it a little bit quirky 
and uh, and you have to capture so that different guy. One of my guys is like for Facebook Lives or doing video, he had five things. Is like okay, you got to get someone's attention right from the beginning because if you don't capture their attention, sure. So he's like, you know, capture their attention, yeah, energy, all that stuff. But it's still be authentic because people people can figure out if you're following a script. I agree. But if and, it's your show, have a script because then people know your like if they're watching your show, the Jessica Payne show, then they know, okay, this, okay, there's this piece, there's this, and they have a flow to your show. Have a flow to my show. And speaking of unscripted, so I was looking down a bunch because our studio cat is on my lap. And of course now she demands, I was like, I'm doing a show, dude. Anyway, <laughs> so you might see a tail cross. That's, but yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the tips on our pod. I, I've downloaded some different people. So like set 10, 20 things to do before you record your podcast. It's like, Put all the pets away. <laughs> nope. Not going to no, happen no, with this cat. No. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the kids, yeah. We all think about the BBC guy. And here she goes. We'll see. Yeah. She's going to step on a cord. Beautiful. She's navigated it by now. But mild mild panic over here. Uh, never a dull moment. You want to step on my lap again? Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, oh, to, oh, that was the tail there. Yeah. If you listen um, to, uh, if you to Chris Garibo, the, the side, the side hustle school, he actually yeah. gives that out to his cat at the end of every, every episode. He, his yeah. cat is like in Oregon or something. He's like, and you know, and he always gives a shout out to his, to his cat. So. Alfredo, I should, but I won't. I love my cat so much. And you know what? I'd rather see a little bit. Uh, you can see the tail unless she, um, you know, breaks, breaks the internet. She's here to stay because she is yeah. she she is a part of me. But um, but yes, I think put put distractions away is a is a good is a good rule. Um, you touched on something that was really really cool, Dwayne. You sort of you you promoted an event, maybe even without knowing you were promoting it before you even prepared it. What a great way to kind of test interest in something, you know, and in a way almost finance you creating your podcast course yep. and then we're actually doing this with a colleague of mine probably next week so she po we've we've posted this thing about so someone here uh what a friend of mine said you know um one of the financial products here in canada she's like that's a scam and i'm like really like that's been a product forever in canada and like the banking industry is built on that product so i don't think it's a scam right um, it may not be for everyone and so we had this whole chain and one of my colleagues came on she's like oh i'd love to have you guys have you on our on on my show, I'm like, sure, I'll be a guest on your show. And then I direct message her and say, hey, okay, what what's your? Show? She's like, oh, I haven't actually created the show yet. <laughs> yeah, like, awesome. So then I said, well, why don't you come to be a guest on Calm Cafe? And she's like, well, what would I talk about? I'm like, well, let's talk about your upcoming show to then put a feeler out on someone else's show to say, is there a market for? Is there a market for your show? Like it's right. called. Is there, a, is there a market or is there, in this case, is there an audience for yeah. this topic? Um, so she's probably going to be on my show next week. Um, and we'll talk about what her new upcoming show is. So and that's what we tell people is like, so I'm doing this. I didn't do this much last year, um, but now I'm doing it. I'm going to do more of it this year. Aiming for like one a week, maybe, is to be a guest on other people's shows at least once a week because I've done it so much last year where I had people on my shows. So why not bring like ask to be on other people's shows? Yeah, I, it's, you know, it's good old fashioned PR really. Uh, 
and uh, it, it's it's smart because we're only as powerful as our networks at the end of the day. So uh, it goes back to that creative collaboration. I think as long as it's it's a mutual decision, um, it, and at the end of the day, you coming on adds value as a guest to viewers. It's it's yeah. like a win-win situation. Yeah. Like and I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday. So today's what, Tuesday, Thursday? I'm having um, Daniel Gaffin come on my show, and he runs a podcast called Can I Pick Your Brain? And he's actually just hit 150 downloads. And his podcast is ranked like one of the top 20 podcasts on iTunes, and he's come up with a brand new book. So he's so he sent out, and he's actually on like 10 podcasts like this week alone. So what he again, he's had a, a successful podcast. He said the big names on his podcast, and then he's mm-hmm. like, wait a second. Okay. I'm going to come up with my book. So he literally put out feelers and he booked himself on, I don't know, like 50 podcasts. Yep. And because he's built up enough presence from his own show to get to be a guest on other people's show, like, sure. I'd love to have Daniel on my show because he's going to promote my show to his. So it's, it's really, so again, people are looking. So again, here's a one last tip. Well, not one last one, but as a, a quick example, I did this, um, I was going through Facebook. So here's how to, here's how I use Facebook as a, as a, if, it, as a, if someone's watching, they want a quick tip. I was going through Facebook and I look as a financial advisor, they teach us to, to observe about life events. Mm-hmm. Someone having a baby, someone uh, getting married, getting engaged, you know, deaths, funerals, babies, graduations. So one of my, someone in my face, uh, he put an announcement say he just got engaged. I'm like, Oh, congratulations. So I go to his Facebook page and there's a picture of him and his and his fiance. And then on his Facebook cover is his brand new book called The Introvert's Edge. I'm like, oh, really cool. So I, mm-hmm. I sent a message to him, hey Matthew. And I thought I had met him through somewhere. And it turns out I didn't. I had never met him before in my life. I said, Hey, congratulations on your engagement. Hey, I love the book. I'm an, also an introvert. So I'd love to have you as a guest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he said, Yes. I'm like, cool. So then Kind of like what we did, be you know, fifteen minutes before we do the podcast, we're on chatting. I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, how did? Just curious, like, how did I? Like, how did? I said, well, I always pick like one little podcast a week to go as a guest because I know there's always people like myself that where I was ten years ago, so I always give other people a chance. So it's like your podcast was my little podcast to pick this week. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then we yeah. do this interview. So if people go to um, Com Cafe, it's episode fifty-one mm-hmm. with uh, with Matthew Pollock. and he's a he's an Aussie based in Austin, Texas, and he's one of the top business coaches on the like he's doing about six figures a month in in coaching people. And he and if you listen to that podcast, a little bit of self promoting, but I guess that's okay. If you listen yeah. to the podcast, he'll actually teach you why he does not follow the Gary Vanderchuk product launch formula. Um, mm. He actually talks about um, the in that episode we talk about the Netflix approach to podcasting, which was something contrary to what I what we kept telling all of our podcasting students. We're like, okay, you got to have new content, you got to record a new podcast, new content, new content every week. Re- record a podcast, and then he's like, no, he's like, I don't want a full time job. I'm like, what? No, I don't do that. Like, what do you mean you don't do that? No, I don't. He does not do that. He goes into the studio and he records a block. So he did this two, three years ago. He went in and over the course of time, he recorded 25 episodes. Yeah. 
12 episodes of training, 10 episodes of guests, and like some other 25 is his series. And he put it up and he left it there for three years. No new content for three years. He does a live TV show. So, hey, you'd come on like today, just like what I did. Hey, Jessica, you know, oh, I, yeah, I interviewed this guy named Matthew uh, Pollard, and he's really got this really cool thing about marketing. It's uh, episode 52 of the Calm Cafe. So people go listen to 52, and then people go and listen to all the other podcasts, and then they're like, they're sitting there waiting for new content, and no new content comes. Right. So they go to his website, and there's some blogs, and again, no new content on his website. And they're like, what the heck? I really like this guy. They pick up the phone, they call him, and he books one-on-one coaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair, and as a result, he doesn't do – I wouldn't – not for everyone, but as a result, he then just spent the last two years writing a book and building a whole new content. And then he's launching that new content, launching the new podcast, and then he goes and lives life for a year doing one-on-one coaching and some other stuff, but he's not crunching – he crunches a lot of content all at once. And then he publishes it, and then he just lets it – he builds the funnel, and then people go through the funnel. And it's really where he's like, product launch. He's like, you got to launch a new product. You got to launch another product. got to launch another product. got to launch another product. And he's like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're, you're touching on something. I love that it's the – it's not the anti-Gary Vay, but I, it's refreshing to hear. Uh, another approach. Another another approach. I'm actually a, a, a huge fan of front loading content, which is what I call it. So it's sort of you build the content, you publish and then you repurpose uh, because at the end of the day, and I think especially for folks who are interested in maybe creating a live show or creating a podcast uh, like anything new, you may embrace it. But then all of a sudden you 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 pick yourself up and you realize I've just um, assigned myself a dog of homework that I have to deliver each day or each month. And that's why we drop off, right? It's like learning a new exercise routine. So it's um, it, it, I don't know I'm, if you share that experience, no, but I'm, it, I'm guilty of it because I yeah. I have I have probably five podcasts in the in the queue. So yeah. one of the guys we just I, I thought you know, I'll be honest, I thought I'd already published it, and he just sent me a message yesterday. He's like, "Hey, just a heads up, uh, Happy New Year! Uh, yeah, just want to know when when you're like when you're publishing that podcast." And I'm like. Oh, oh crap! Not a bad thing because he's like, once I publish it, he'll re- he'll promote the heck out of it to his audience, which is good for me. I just right. have to go back and, but you know, I did it just before Actually, Christmas, so I, I recorded probably maybe eight or ten episodes in the month of December, and then I was only publishing like one a week because then I read, okay, I, I filled the queue, but I'm like, my listeners don't want to listen to a podcast a day, likely, so I have this extra right. publish one one a one a week, and then Christmas happened and. New Year's and you know that whole life thing so so yeah it's a it's a good lesson it's sort of like just everyone just practice awareness when embracing anything new whether it's a new technology or whatnot um I think part of that that that's one of the biggest challenges I hear from folks um I don't want to say excuses because there's a charge to it but it's that fear of 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 failing one more thing Maybe on their own experience is is what prevents a lot of people from embracing um, live. But we are here to tell you just embrace it. Um, and in fact, if you're if you're keen on just how to jump on Facebook Live in minutes, I stay till the end because I've got a little uh, goodie for you. But just like Dwayne was saying at the top of the hour, like just do just do it. Um, quick okay. uh, question from 
Alfredo, I, I wanted to make sure that we addressed it. This was going back to when you were talking about promoting your financial uh, product. He says promoting a financial product or a show. Was it a loan? I, he's curious about what you were. Um... Ah, yeah. So my my uh, my colleague. So I'm guessing Alfredo's in the U.S. Um, yes. So this was specifically for Canada. So in Canada, we have a product called our, um, our registered retirement savings plan. So it's called a RRSP, similar to your 401k. So it. it'd be the equivalent to, to you posting that 401ks are uh, a scam. So she posted saying RS, RRSPs are a scam uh, and that people shouldn't, shouldn't invest, shouldn't put money into their RRSP. And like, as a financial advisor, um, I'm like, no, that's not, that's not right because it's, that's not right. well, they're, it's each individual. There's, if someone has, you know, if someone has a lot of wealth, there's more efficient ways to do it that an RSP isn't necessarily the best product, but it was meant for people that have a, that have, have a job with, with companies that don't have pensions. So it was the. It was a replacement for, and same as the 401k, the 401k and the RSP in Canada were replacements for um, for people that didn't have company pensions. So you had okay. yourself, it was your self-pension. So you're, it's your self-directed pension plan. Uh, okay. And so these people are, are promoting sort of financial literacy and helping people get out of credit. And she, I'm like, no, that's not, that's, that's incorrect because it's, it is, a, it's a vehicle. It's a tool that can be right. leveraged for tax purposes and just you have to understand what the purpose of it is. Um, I learned firsthand, even as a financial advisor, that, hey, it's great to put money in it, but if you take money out of it early, guess what, you you have to pay tax. Oh, yes, 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 we're very aware of it. Yeah, so we yeah, have to pay yeah, yeah, like, yeah. money out of your 401k, I'm sure, but you have to pay tax on it. And then people Absolutely. are like, oh, well, like, yeah, what did you, but again, that was the whole purpose of people sitting down, putting money into it without sitting with an advisor to say, what is the goal? What is the purpose? Is it for your retirement or is it to fund your startup? If it's to fund your startup, you're going to have to pay tax on it. If it's to fund your retirement, you're going to take money out later when you're not making as much money and the tax rate is less. So it's it's the importance. That's why as a quick tip, as a rant, and this is what I love about Facebook and, and podcasting because you can get excited about when- Go off. Top, yeah, top it. Uh, it's like cryptocurrency, right? Everyone wants to be their own financial advisor now. I'm going to get into cryptocurrency. I'm going to take my oh, money. I'm going to take yeah. money out of my mortgages. I'm going to mortgage Bitcoin. my house and and go into Bitcoin. And then we're like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's just like any new but hot gonna, new trend. But then we're going to complain later when we're when we when we when our when our spouse leaves us and my, my kids don't like us because I, I don't you know we don't have any money for the college fund anymore and I'm, I I don't have a house because I, I technically I went to Las Vegas and I put it on red yeah because I wasn't educated I wasn't educated on right. on cryptocurrency I just my neighbor was making money and he told me to join this company and and now they don't exist and and guess what it's not insured. Right. Brent, it's a final point. All I have to say are two words. Beanie babies. I'll just uh, there. I, I, I like uh, fidget spinners. Did you guys have fidget spinners down there? 
Oh yeah, we it's it's still roaring hot. I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the kiddos have already moved on to something else. But yeah, yeah I mean, you can, yeah, you can I can buy them at the dollar store for a dollar. CVS, you know, once it once it's in CVS, it's like it's it's good. Um, I know we're we're hitting near the top of the hour, and I just I've got a few more more questions. One is um. Have there been any big surprises or aha moments? Because you connect with a lot of people. So whether it's on through the podcast through the, or being interviewed um, through your own community groups that you run, is there a special story or maybe a moment that sticks out in your mind in terms of it's almost like made possible through a live conversation that you think of? So it's amazing is that by having a show, generally people say yes. So as an example, I um, oh, probably last year, probably about episode 30 of my podcast, um, there's a guy who's actually, um, are you familiar with um, T.R. Becker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind? Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So T.R. Becker's program with Peak Potentials. So um, Robert Riopeld was the very first Peaks trainer. So when T.R. Becker decided, okay, I'm going to have people train my program, Robert Riopeld was the very first person to get trained by him and then robert's been a trainer of his for like 20 years and he still is a trainer and mm -hmm. i've i've met him personally and he's he's canadian he's from um from edmonton and we have common connections so last year he came up with a book and he was getting ready to do his book launch he sent out all these emails hey you know i'm doing a pre-launch can you buy my book or can you buy like a case of my books and i'm like <laughs> hmm. i'm like I'd, I'd love to i'd love to support you robert but i have a better way how about um, you come on my show and you can talk about your book? So he came on the show and we actually, on the show, some of my contacts came on and he put a link, hey, if you go here, you can order my, my book, I'll send a, a signed copy. And then one of, my, one of the women on the show, she went and bought it. And then he has like an online machine and like, starts dinging, he's like, hey, a sale, a sale. And then he, we congratulated the person online that she bought a book. So we proved on the point that Facebook Lives work because we actually did an online. We went moved from a uh, offer to call to action to a closing a sale all in the course of the Facebook Live, which is really cool. And then I posted it, and then people are like, "Hey, how did you? How did you get people who know him? Like, how did you get Robert to be on your show?" And I'm like, "I just asked him <laughs> because I have a show. Right. Because I have a show. I have something to invite him to." So other people were like, oh, you know, can I, are always asking for something. And I was giving, I was giving him and I asked, but my ask was a give. I was asking him, would that. he like to be on my show? And my ask was really a give because I'm giving him the opportunity to promote himself to my, to my audience. I love that. I think it's just, what a great way to, to conduct yourself. I get a lot of questions about like um, more, more brand uh, personality wise people especially if they're embracing social media for the first time or live and you know a lot of coaches consultants don't have social media experience or even marketing experience so this is a great rule to 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 highlight for them too it's sort of um instead of ask give uh and it's it you start out from a place of i always say you try to start from a place of service and that might be a little woo woo for people but it really is it's oh. all it's, or pay it forward right is kind of the same Yes, I, I should, I've gone back to that. Actually, it's, it's to be, uh, one of the intentions is um, to be of service through teaching. 
Right. So rather than just be of service, because I'm like, well, okay, yeah, it can be of service, but how do I, you know, then just one extra piece to it, how to be of service. So for example, I'm of service by teaching people how to podcast or how to use live video, as well as then how, like, then the other piece is teaching them about, about money and the whole financial wellness, as opposed to financial literacy, because I don't necessarily like the financial literacy, because we, we talk so much about financial literacy and people don't actually know what financial literacy means. Right. And it almost implies that you're Ill- illiterate to, to, to need to be literate. But um, and everyone like the wellness, I think, is has much more promise to it. Um, value and value be of, be of service through teaching. I love that. So what, one last question for you, uh, Dwayne, is because um, teaching, I think, is a big part of how you've really grown your own brand. And maybe that's why organically why you have such a solid, um, the trusted brand. I know that you've taught um, on, you've been on Udemy, which for those who don't know, that's the highly popular e-learning platform. Um, I would imagine that more than half your conversations are you literally teaching someone uh, something. Can you talk about the power of, what is it like now to sort of use something like social media to teach specifically? Is it is it more difficult? Has it made your job easier, harder? Hmm. Uh, the Udemy piece is really interesting, um, and we'll we'll make an offer related to Udemy before we before we go today. Remind me, um, I because I actually have stuff that's good for uh, U.S. or can, or people people around the world. Uh, so the really cool thing about Udemy is I work with a partner, and they're really raw because that was when I was still learning about like how to use video, how to talk to the camera, not be nervous, even though you you're talking about something that you know really well. It's and then because it was trying to be scripted it because we're trying to script it to be for a course. Uh, so the real cool thing is that now the three courses on Udemy, I have um, I'm up over 20,000 students. And the amazing thing is like there's people like in India. And then I had this girl message me and she's in Turkey. And she's like a second year engineering student in Turkey. And she was asking me these questions because she took my financial my financial advising, like the four fundamentals of financial planning. And she took my course and then she sent me a message and we actually have this conversation where someone actually reaches out and she's in Turkey. I'm like, what other way would you be able to find a student like around the world? So Udemy or in this case, like Facebook even is social, social media is a way to make yourself global. I mean, there really are, is no geography. I, I mean, I guess in your world, it would be knowing, where your client is based, obviously the rules around finances will probably be different, but in terms of connectivity, it, the sky's the well, limit we, really. Yeah, so we just created things. So as an example, my true business as a financial advisor, I'm only licensed for in the province of Ontario in the country of Canada. Right. So that side of the business is very somewhat limited and I have to meet people face to face because we have to sign papers. Sure. <laughs> the All the other businesses or other things that we do, are global. Like I could help someone. I have a, a colleague of mine. So he connected with a guy that's in Brazil. We're going to talk to him about helping him launch his podcast in Brazil. Um, like I said, I have tw- over 20,000 students in Udemy, like 19 or 10% of them are in, in, in India. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. It's about how to, how to save money on your taxes. 
because again, it's, I think everyone, as long <laughs> as you're taxed, you're going to be interested in that, the answers to that question, myself but, included. But we take the, I take the Tony Robbins approach that there's lots of disclaimers to say, I am not, I am not right. licensed in the state of California to give you tax advice. I can tell you though that your car, if you have, you have a car? Yes. Yeah. So your car is a tax deduction. Right. Your home office is a tax deduction. Your marketing is a tax deduction. You're, you know, doing different things. So, hey, so my offer to your to your lovely listeners today is uh, yeah. if people message, uh, they can put in the comment. Uh, how do you want to do it? Do you want, do they put in the I'll comment drop- section? Yeah, com- yeah, leave a comment and then we'll follow up. Yeah, so, and if they want this, like, uh, um, so I actually have, I have three courses on Udemy. So all they have to do is just put in, uh, put in a comment about Udemy. So the one course is uh, how to save money on your taxes. So if you're a home-based business or if you're just start an entrepreneur and you're just starting out or you want to know why every person in like, in North America should have a, at least some side business for tax purposes, that's what this course is about. Uh, so there's save on your taxes. There's another course called the Four Fundamentals of Financial Planning. And the first one being cash is king, uh, being liquid. Uh, so there's that course. And then the third course, I think was actually my first course, which is just the difference between bookkeeping and accounting. So if you're a small business, if you want to be a business owner, if you're looking at having a side hustle, or if you actually run a, if you're self-employed uh, and you want to have, uh, be able to have a conversation with your, with your, your banker was actually what it was because if your bank, if your banker says, Hey, I need your balance sheet. And you're like a balance. What? You're uh, like what? Or I need, do you have income statements? And you're like income. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more about terminology and the different things. So you can actually have a conversation with your accountant because lots of times, I can make fun of my own profession. Uh, sometimes the accountants aren't the best communicators. Mm-hmm. So this course kind of takes the accounting lingo and simplifies it for the non-accountant. So that's um, basic bookkeeping hacks. So folks, um, I've put it in the comments as well, but if you just leave a uh, comment with the word Udemy, yeah. uh, we'll get back to you and we'll point you to those three uh, courses. I could probably enroll myself in all three right now. Yeah, um, I'll send you the I'll send you the link too, and uh, and it's a coupon. So I have a so the great thing about once you create a course on Udemy, you can mm-hmm. create your own coupon codes, and you can give your course away for free. And we yes. use it as um, I work with a partner, and we call it reverse marketing it's about how to put contents on Udemy and then generate leads for your business through Udemy. Yeah. And Udemy is a whole other. Maybe we'll have you back on, uh, Dwayne, at some point to talk just about Udemy and e-learning. Yeah. I have gotten a few questions in the past about it, okay, so yeah. um, that I, it would be a great follow-up, and we can we can talk specifically about e-learning and maybe even courses in general because I know. Well, I'm obviously launching my own live show mastery, and um, and you you know you have such a wealth of Udemy experience. Um, I think, you know, let's, let's put, let's put a pin in that and let's have you back on and talk about Udemy and courses and e-learning so that folks can get more insight. Yeah. And, uh, as just as a tip, because some people are like, how can someone be an, again, and as you say, like an expert in different things? And it's because I've branched out. So I, again, I have a, I have a mentor, a business partner, and he is the Udemy. So he has over a hundred thousand students on Udemy. He's produced, like co-produced over 70 courses on Udemy. So he, 
we learn everything about Udemy from him. And the right. cool thing is, so he's traveling the world. He's in, he's in Egypt right now. Uh, right. And the cool thing is he's great at what he does, but he's a digital nomad and he doesn't, he likes doing this, but he doesn't like necessarily doing this. So he doesn't like prospecting, nor does he need to, because there's people like us that then talk about it. And then I, when people say, Hey, I'd love to learn how to do Udemy. And then I just introduce them to him and then he, and he does his thing. So it's, but I understand enough about it because it, I did it for myself. So I know how my three courses are working. I know the benefits of doing Udemy or using Udemy as a piece of A as your marketing as well right. as to build your kind of a, it is, a, it does become a revenue stream. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to honor your time. We are actually uh, a little past the hour. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to everyone watching. Thanks, Alfredo, Gina. I think I saw Johnny there. I think I saw, who else did I see in there? A couple more people. Thanks for watching the, the entire episode. Dwayne, we covered a lot of information. And again, folks, if you're interested in those, in the courses, if you're interested in getting a closer look at Dwayne's channels and following him, I would highly, highly recommend, uh, Com Cafe for sure. And obviously following him right here on Facebook. Um, if you jump over to, uh, his website, there's something really cool we actually didn't cover today called Bank Code. Uh. We'll do that. Which, um, it might be like part three or something because it's a yeah. it's a fun tool. We'll we'll save that for a, um, yeah a another day. A nice little tease, but it's a it's a great example of how Dwayne is, is really pays attention to um, kind of meeting meeting you in the middle in terms of of understanding what your challenges are and how he can work with you. So um, yeah, that's a whole other episode. It, it was it was something I actually experienced on my end. So and it helped uh, create this this episode. So. Dwayne, any uh, parting words uh, before I let you go? Sign off. No, I just want to say thank you. It's it's been, um, and this is part of like, again. It's it's we're doing it, you know, do it our, doing it for ourselves to then tell people how much fun it is to be on other people's shows. Because some people don't want to be. I think some people don't want to be guests because they don't they don't or they need to be in control. And it's right. fun being a guest and just releasing control <laughs> to the right? other person. It's it's a it's certainly a very a very personal exercise, but um, but yeah, and I I enjoy being guests on other on other shows as well. It's uh it's seeing the other the other flip side of it, and this stuff I don't know this stuff is fun. I mean, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't waste my time doing it. Yeah, you know, asked, um, yeah. Someone asked me the other day, he's like, "What would you do uh, if it wasn't if you know if you didn't have to like if money was an issue?" Mike, and I thought about it. I was like, "I'd probably I'd probably do this like this in podcasting." And which is really funny because like four years ago, I was a very much an introverted accountant um, sure. to then say I would do this because I, 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 I may, you make amazing connections with people. Like we found you from like the BeLive group. Right. Like, it's just, yeah. we posted, you know, you posted on BeLive. Hey, I'm looking for guests. And like, it's so belong to groups, connect with people and then just, just say yes. Um, someone, I forget someone, someone posted, it was like, just say yes. Because if you, if you don't ask, if you don't ask, you're assuming the answer is no. So just right. ask just and let ask. the other just ask yeah. and let the other person say no. Or hey, surprise, surprise, chances are they'll say yes. People don't say no. That yeah, I, that those are perfect words to kind of leave it. And maybe it's this live streaming community, but it's 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 so welcoming. And I think it's because people really understand the value of collaborating. And yeah. Um, so yeah, to to have experienced that is is um, certainly what keeps me here. And it sounds like what keeps Keep you here doing it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. So, 
Yeah. Well, uh, I'll let you sign off, Dwayne. I'll, I'll give you a fond farewell. And then, uh, folks, if you want to stick around for a few minutes, I'll just cover a few other things. But join me in thanking Dwayne. Have a great night. You're a few hours ahead of me. So um, thanks so much for coming on, and we'll see, we'll see you soon. Thank you. All Have right. Thanks, Dwayne. Yeah. You Bye -bye. too. Bye. -bye. Bye. Man, oh man, he's so cool. I say that after all my guests, but he's, he's a really cool guy. Um, so Dwayne, so he's such a great example of someone who, again, his background is financial advice, he's a financial advisor. Yet here he has uh, made a, a, a really strong brand for himself. He's embracing new technologies like podcasting and live streaming to, yeah, of course, contribute to the growth of his business. But he said it himself, he's an introvert. It takes one to know one, I am one too. Um, so he's, he inspires me because, um, you know, it, it's easy for kind of the, the extroverts out there, people with high energy, people with sort of maybe more in fashion retail where jumping on social media might sound a little bit more easy or tempting. But it's really, I think, the folks in the trenches in their specialty areas that fascinate me the most because and embracing the new technology. So, again, if you are... Um, if you are thinking about embracing social media, go for it. If you're thinking about embracing live show format, so whether it's uh, joining Dwayne uh, in podcasting or live show, uh, I, you know, do what he said, do what I say, just jump on and try it out. I think you'll really uh, enjoy it. So thanks everyone for watching today. Again, if you're watching this on the replay, if you watched it all the way through, thank you. Um, we've got some goodies for you in the comments. Again, comment Dwayne, Udemy, and a few other things. Uh, comment me the words live show mastery to get on my secret scroll mailing list. Uh, that will be launching very, very soon. Uh, and you'll also get a few other freebies as well. So have a great day, guys. This has been Jessica Payne live uh, with me, Jessica Payne. Have a great rest of the day, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.